What's up, Rad Dads? Welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. In studio tonight is myself, myself, Sal, and Rob. But we also have a special guest. Our guest tonight is a man who wears many hats. He is not only a Rad Dad, but also an entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Verisoni a marketing communications advisory consultancy and agency located in Fairfield, New Jersey. He is the executive producer, director, and writer of A Thousand and One Journeys, The Arab Americans. He was inducted into the Seton Hall University Entrepreneur Hall of Fame in September of 2018. He is also the founder of OnlyOneToothbrush.com, a philanthropic effort aimed to bring 200,000 toothbrushes to support the oral health of Syrian refugees in Germany, Canada, and the United States. He is also a board member of the London-based Awareness Foundation and served as a board member of the Phi Alpha Delta Law Fraternity International Foundation, holds a master's degree in public administration and bachelor's of arts in political science from Seton Hall University. Last and certainly not least, he is also an author. His, he is currently putting the finishing touches on his new book, Conscious Marketing, Avoid Marketing Hype and Create Real Value for Your Business, Enterprise, and Brand, due to hit bookshelves this year. Please welcome Abe Casbo to the show. Abe, welcome to the podcast. Sal, Rob, Rad Dads, awesome to be with you. Thank you for having me. That is a lengthy... <laughs> That's, that's a little too much. <laughs> that is a lengthy resume. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say about the book, we're changing the title. It, we're changing the title. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's an internal debate in here, but but it's scheduled to be out um, in third quarter this year. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, okay. Okay. Looking, to, looking forward to see what the uh, new title is going to be. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> From the sound, from the from the sounds of it, uh, there's many people uh, uh, inputting their thoughts and ideas. Yeah, uh, you know th there are there are, but I I think that um, you know when I first started the business, our our tagline was fiercely independent marketing, and I think that 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 we ought to we, we ought to go back to that. Um, you know, the the idea of conscious marketing is important. I think you you, you really, especially today. There's so much being thrown at us from a marketing perspective and, and uh, we're, we're, you know, the marketing agencies are thrown at, at the market. But um, but I think changing that title to fiercely independent marketing, it, you know, takes me back home a little bit. So we're, we're playing with that. I, I like that, too. Yeah. Thank you. That that's definitely a, 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 an attention grabber. Let's see where that goes, man. We're just throwing stuff at the wall sometimes. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? Throw as many things to the wall and see what sticks? It's just, uh, that, that's right. That's right. It's just about being persistent. Just be persistent. So, Abe, welcome to the show. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to that resume that, that no, I didn't I, mention? <laughs> absolutely not. I'd actually like to take some of those things back. <laughs> But, but there are all everything that you mentioned has been a blessing. It's uh, it's been a you know truly a wonderful journey, uh, and uh, you know in doing these things you meet a lot of amazing people and who you know have touched up you know my life certainly, and uh, I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. 
So Abe, how, how many kids do you have and what are their ages? I have, uh, I have 18 year old twins and a boy and a girl, and they are freshmen in college right now. Nice. Nice. Did you just say nice? <laughs> nice. They're freshmen in college. I don't know if you've seen the the outflow of funds. And as I just said, not the bill that comes with it. <laughs> Holy moly. Honestly, guys, we as a nation, I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. How old are your kids? Nine Rob? and 11. Okay. And Sal, I, I, you know, can you yeah. just for the audience? 11, 12, and 13. Soon to be 11, 12, and 14. You're all screwed. I mean, seriously, because <laughs> because unless they get a full ride, I mean, right now I'm 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 probably going to be into it in cash for about three hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's insane. I mean, we're the only country in the world that does this. You know, you go to Europe; that's not the way it is. You you go you go to South America; it's not the way it is. Any Western country, um, I mean. $350,000. What is happening? When, when you say, when you say 350,000, is that total for the four years or is that one year, which is uh, no, know, that, fall semester, total, spring semester for both, of them, for both of them. It's total for, for four years. Okay. Um, but still that's, that's, that's tremendous. No, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. literally like a, to me, it's a wealth transfer again, everything that my wife and I have worked for, now has to go, go go to somebody else, you know. We're we do a great job in printing money for various things in this country, as as everybody knows. We print money for that. Indeed, we, we do. We we don't take care of education. We don't take care of our health. Why? 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 Why do we print money? And and we, we don't do that. So anyway, I that's just my bitching session. I am wearing my temple shirt to represent. That's where Sophia goes, right? <laughs> and, and Nicholas goes to Rutgers. So uh, proud of those guys and um, and, and girls. And uh, can't wait to see, uh, you know, can't wait to see what what that investment produces. <laughs> I want to let's see what the ROI is. <laughs> well, listen, you know, I, it, it doesn't have to. We don't have to measure ROI in dollars, right? Like, you know, there, I think there's a whole thing to the experience in college. I think there's a whole thing to kind of trying to find yourself, and obviously going to the library and studying if that happens. Um, uh, but, but the, you know, the, the the college experience I think is important. I think it's you know you, you, you try to find yourself, you try to to you know figure out where you want to go. You, you know, it's it's a it's a process of exploration. It's also a process, hopefully, of education, of, of kind of getting out of yourself and learning something different, right? Challenging yourself academically. And, and I really, I, I wish that that's happening right now. And I think it is. I, I think both those kids kind of um, know, certainly where I came from, literally from, you know, we immigrated from Syria when I was 10. Um, we, we, you know, we had nothing. And, uh, and you know, we're in a pretty very thankful situation that we found ourselves in that we're able to put these kids through college right now. How has becoming a father changed your life and what has it taught you? Oh man, I don't know if I can answer that honestly without cursing. <laughs> I was actually just talking to, to my wife, Anna, about that. I, you know, sometimes, sometimes you look back and, and, you know, for me, you know, I, 
I coached basketball for a long time. And as a basketball coach, you replay games, right? Like you, you, and so I, I do the same thing in my head with the kids, right? I think we, I think, you know, we, we all go back and say, should I have done this differently or should I have said this differently? And, um, but, but I think ultimately, if you try to, uh, set values for the kids, which I think we have, um, and, and, uh, sort of give them some, some guardrails and give them a path. Ultimately they've got to, you know, they've got to live their own life, no matter what we think. Right. And just think about how, you know, we all grew up, uh, we, we had our own way. We have to find our own way. So, um, you know, I think, uh, in the beginning for me, um, it was a process of, oh my gosh, I have to pay for these two. How do I do it? Right. Especially as a small business person, because you're constantly, uh, you know, I was constantly on the road. I was producing the film. Um, and, and frankly, uh, I think what I've learned most is that if, if, if you don't have a really good partner, like Anna was just a rock, right. Uh, you know, th there'd be days where, um, you know, I would just say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm leaving. I have to t do this interview for the film or, uh, you know, I'm traveling for work and I have to go and it's last minute. And, you know, the kids are three years old. Right. And she would just take care of it. So, you know, the, the, I think the partnership early on the partnership, uh, you know, th throughout the kids growing up, uh, it's not, it's, it's not just about the kids. It's also about your partner. And that, that part of it is, uh, I mean, for me, when I think about it, I'm not sure I could have done any of this stuff and no matter what level, you know, um, without Anna. So that I have learned, I've got to appreciate that. And I've always appreciated that. I'm not sure if I show that all the time, but I can tell you, I appreciate <laughs> that. well, you can show it on the Hallmark holidays, like Valentine's day. Yeah, well, um, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day because, as you can see, with, with this, every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. There is no Valentine's Day in our home. Every, every day. Every day. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. Having having your, your significant other be there uh, to be your rock and, and to pick up um, where, where, you know, essentially you're leaving off, hey, I got to go, and, and, and she's there, you know, um, uh, supporting you and and maybe sometimes guiding you down 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 the right path when you come to a fork in the road i, I think it's tremendous and that's that's you know half the battle with with you know finding the right uh significant other the, the partner and 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 starting a family because you know that they'll be there with you through those tough tough journeys absolutely i i there there is no way uh, I, I could have just done this by myself or, I mean, she, you know, she, you know, sometimes, I mean, here, here's the thing about Anna. All right. So there's a gourmet, like literally a gourmet meal every night on the table. She works, she went to school and got a double masters and she raised these kids and not just, you know, we, we both raised them, but, but wh where I had to travel, she had to deal with that. And, um, you know, without too many hymns and hans either. So very lucky, very lucky. Have you ever read the book Think and Grow Rich? I've seen the book Think of Grow and Grow Rich, but I have not read it. Uh, one of the last chapters is talks about the power of love and how behind every man, 
right? And it specifically talks about men. So correlates to our podcast, but for other audience members, we apologize. But behind every man, there's a, there's a woman. And actually, it doesn't say love. It says sex. So that the power of sex, I think it's sex, really drives men. Um, and like, I think I believe they use Napoleon as an example. When Napoleon was at his height, he had his wife. And when he said, I don't have time for you, I set her aside. That's when he started getting defeats because he lost what was really, truly important to him. Yeah. Um, and you see it, right? Bezos had his wife, then he separated. Gates, same thing. So these guys get to a, a specific point in their lives and like, oh, I'm better than, than what I was. But the person that was there with you got you to where you are. Yeah. And if you think you can do that without them, then you're in trouble. So I just thought it very, very well correlated to what you were describing with your wife. So Absolutely. Besides the large bill that you're about to get after four years of college, I've what been, challenges I've have you faced? I've first semester. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Second semester too, by the way. <laughs> what challenges have you faced raising your kids? Um. Yeah. You know, I... I what challenges I, um, I mentioned before I coached basketball and I think that, uh, you know, when they were younger, they, they were enamored with basketball. I think because I was, you know, I, I liked the game and, you know, but, but I think I, uh, you know, you get to a point where you, you, you may have, um, where I may have put a little too much pressure on them and, and maybe drove them from the game. And, and that actually like, I, and 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 maybe they had their own limitations, and I'm sort of, you know, making this up, right? Because athletically, you know, the, the, both kids aren't going to the NBA or WNBA or even Division One basketball, right? So, um, but but I think that 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 for me bothered me because I used to sit uh, in the coaching chair and I used to look at parents and say, "Oh my God, you know, like what you know, what are these people thinking about, right?" Um, and then I kind of got into that mode uh, and and then sort of quickly ex- extricated myself out of that mode by not coaching anymore. Um, and and so just to kind of watch them play. So I think that was that was a, a real challenge for me because competitively, I'm you know I'm a very competitive individual. I like to you know, I, I like to play, I like to win. I like to learn from losing. I don't like losing. Um, so the, the, that, that was, that was difficult. Um, I think kind of a period, maybe two, three years, but it was an adjustment for me. Um, I, you know, I've, I've also learned to, to back off a little bit. Um, I, maybe the kids won't, won't agree with that, but I've learned to back off a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, maybe a lot, uh, but when you. When you say back off, you do you mean let them figure it out on their own and 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 see how they they do? Yeah, let them make their own mistakes. You okay, know, let, or or let them let them have their triumphs or you know whatever what, whatever it is. Um, you know, uh, I, that that was and it continues to be a challenge for me because you know they'll, they'll ask me, hey, you know, what do you think of this? And I. And I'll, I'll go to tell them, right, like exactly what I think. And I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't tell them exactly what I think, right? Uh, m- maybe I should sort of give them 50% of the information and let the other 50% leave, you know, leave that off, right? Let that be a teaching moment. Let that be a moment for them to grow. Um, and and to be honest with you, I'm, I haven't mastered that. I'm still struggling with it. 
you know, the kids are 18. I'm struggling with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, you, you know, I, 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 I think I fall on my face more often than, than not with the kids. And, 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 you know, as much as I try to learn from my own mistakes, but I think it's, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's an individual thing. I think you guys probably go through this with your young kids too. Yes. I mean, I, uh, we were helicopter parents. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't deny it. Um, but we have stepped back significantly because now, like you said, it's, it's their turn to make their decisions. Now, you know, my kids are young. They're not making the same decisions that your kids are, but you know, we have to, they have to decide which path they want to take. And it's our responsibility to say, Hey, look, just so you know, every action has a reaction. So depending on the decision you make, there may be consequences. Mm -hmm. And if there's consequences, are you ready to accept those consequences? Or the other path you take, there's going to be challenges. Are you going to be ready for those challenges? You, you know, we try to prepare them mentally and, and, and try to get them to think outside the box. Okay, if I go this way, this is – try to – in a way, foresee the future, see what could potentially, what the outcome may be, just so yeah. they're ready. Yeah, exactly. You know, listen, we don't come with instruction books and they don't come with instruction books. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> GPT says. This isn't that. <laughs> the, yeah. the latest and greatest AI yeah. tool, huh? <laughs> None of that. So. I mean, that's a, that's another reason why we put this podcast together is because, you know, when when women are, are pregnant, they have that book, What to Expect When Expecting. There's no manual for men. There's no manual for guys. Yeah, I'm not even sure that book does any, like, helps anybody. <laughs> like, like, there's a book for everything. Like, like, there's 7 billion people on this planet. I think 6 billion, 900, I'm bad at math, 6 billion, 900 million, I don't think needed a book. Okay. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you know, the 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 human experience is to me the ultimate like um, the ultimate like what the fuck. Right? But some sometimes that could be dangerous because in, in my field, <clears throat> there are some guys that if it's not in black and white, it must be wrong. This is this is not how I read it. This is not how it's supposed to happen. Well, okay, I I get it. I totally understand. I said, but we're in 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 the real world here. We're, we're in reality. This is the situation that we have. Let's put our heads together to come up with a solution. I get it. It, it. it it there's no line. There's no bullet point for what you're seeing right now. So now we have to come up with something that satisfies you as the client and satisfies uh, us as the contractor. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we, we definitely live in a gray world. Um, we also live in a world where two things could be true at the same time. And, and, you know, we, we want, we, you know, just naturally, we want to be on the right path. We, I think we want to do the right thing. We strive to do the right thing. And, uh, and, you know, the, these books and these, you know, uh, there's a cottage industry of, of, of stuff that if you look back, like, I'm like, how, how did we populate this planet without these books? Really? <laughs> like, how did that happen? Right? 
you know, like, like, do, like, no offense, but like, do we, do we need blogs on, you know, on, you know, on, on matching jeans and like, do we, do, I mean, do we need that? Wait, jeans like your your jeans like in your body jeans or jeans no, that you like, wear? Like, like, like you know, wearing like light <laughs> jeans versus dark jeans. Like, I mean, there are there are so many of these niche things. Oh yeah, uh, you know. But look, I, I'm sure those books do 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 help people. But I think that that everybody has the power. I really do. I I believe in people. Everybody has the power to make their own path. And some people need help, and certainly I need a lot of help. Um, I do read a lot of books, um, but I, I often wonder why, why do why do I read so many books? Well, Abe, one of the challenges we face as dads is is the work life balance. How have you been able to effectively balance time with everything that you have on your plate and your family? I, I haven't. Uh, I, I think that work-life balance is a is a term made up by consultants to just promote that that whole thing, right? There's, no, I mean, to me, there's no such thing. Look, as 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 a small business person, I started the business what literally when the kids were three months old. We had no income. We had no income, zero. I threw a chair at my boss and I left. The kids were three months old. I walked in the house and Anna's like, you're home early. I'm like, I just threw a chair at my boss. I don't think I have a job anymore. I have to do something. Right. I had no idea. I had no plan. I had nothing. Right. And, um, but somehow it happened. I remember dropping the kids off because, you know, I had to work and had to travel. Um, We had to put the kids in daycare. I'll never forget the first day that I dropped the kids off in daycare ever. It was in Cedar Grove. I dropped them off. I I, I threw up on the side of the building. <laughs> I, I threw up on the side of the building. Was and it ner- nerves or? It was like I'm leaving my, my fucking kids with these people that I don't know. And these other kids, they have snot in their nose and stuff. <laughs> and then somebody's going to bite them. Right? Like, you know, I'm like, and, and I'm a bad dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not what the book said. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so I don't, you know, I, I worked a lot and, and I still work a lot. Um, I, I, I don't, there, I don't know. I mean, for me, there is no balance. There is no balance. Uh, for me, it's, it's been, you know, focus on building the business making sure that we have income for the kids. That's really, that's, that's what I'm focused on. I build the business, kids eat. I don't build the business, the kids don't eat. <laughs> that's the balance. But hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this. So w- when you're home, are yeah. you home? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, you know, I mean, Anna calls my my laptop, which I'm talking to you on now. You know, my my girlfriend, or you know, whatever. I'm, I, you know, I, you know, it, it's 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 part and parcel of you know trying to get the next deal, or you know, again, now, you, like, do I need to write a book? Probably not. Like, why am I writing a book? I, I have no idea. Actually, I know why I'm writing a book, right? But, but 
I'm, I'm sort of driven to, to, to do these things and, um, and, and I do them. And sometimes when I'm home, I'm, I'm not home. I'm, I'm not present. And, you know, she, she reminds me of that. And that's why we have non-divorce night. She calls it date night, but you all know what this is all about. It's non-divorce night. Okay. <laughs> Everybody who's listening, take note. I own nondivorcenight.com. It's not monetized <laughs> yet. Okay. But she's smarter than me. So uh, I think when the kids were about two, I was doing a lot of traveling. The film was just getting started, whatever. It was just, and, and I was trying to figure out what the hell to do with the business. And she was like, listen, every Friday night, I don't care what happens. If you're traveling, fine, but we're going to get a bottle of wine. We're going to get some cheese and we're going to watch a foreign flick, right? And um, and we've been doing that since the kids were two. That's 16 years, maybe maybe 17 years. And why a foreign flick? It kind of gets us out of the sort of, you know, it, it, and we, we like foreign films too. So, but it kind of gets us out of the, the you know, just kind of our, our environment, right? Like, so, uh, but, but, but through the years, you know, uh, we've gone from foreign flicks to Game of Thrones and to, you know, streaming other shows and watching, you know, British sitcoms and that sort of thing. So we're going to have a blog on, on the uh, Rad Dad's uh, website, Non-Divorce Night. Listen, I think it'd be a great idea if, if we built a community around Non-Divorce Night, right? Because you can have the men and the women and or whatever. It could be, you know, two men, two men, what doesn't matter, right? Whoever is in a relationship. And, you know, we can compare bottles of wine, right? And we can compare cheese. And then we could fight about the foreign films and what sucked and what didn't suck and what was good and you know, I like non-divorce night. That's that's, that's good. That, that's what we do. So, so we we achieve balance every Friday night. It's like it's like, and then Friday night it's like non-divorce night. But that's important. That's important in every relationship. I mean, my wife and I we try to do once a month date night because oh. once sports once sports uh, kick into high gear, it's it's lunacy between practice and games and. You know, I coach my youngest daughter and, and we're pulled in 6,000 different directions. So so we try to do at least one once a month a date night. Wow. What about you, Rob? Uh, we do about once a month. We don't we don't dedicate ourselves as much as as much as you do or Sal does. But I think we we try to achieve that night out, um, mm. at least away from the kids to do something. Even we went away this this weekend, and and one night we went back to the hotel, and we're like, why don't we just grab drinks and bring it back to the room? And the kids were already passed out, and it was just just to do, just to spend kind of time together, even though we were all in the same room. It's just a little bit to like shake the shake the everyday, pretty much. That's pretty cool. So we we committed to uh, all the dads that listen to us. We try to get together at least once a month rad dad's night just hang out food uh beer bourbon cigars whatever 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 they want to bring and we just hang out around the fire pit and shoot the shit i like that and wh where does this happen uh it depends some, some it, it it restaurants or some houses um some random house, mostly Sal in my house. Yeah, mostly my, my mine and Rob's house. That's pretty cool. We had it actually uh, one time at uh, the local barbershop shop in town. 
had a bourbon tasting with a bunch of dads, which was pretty cool. That, that, that's super cool. That's super cool. Look, I, you know, you know, we're talking about this rad dads thing. I want to tell you something. So like the last couple of weeks I've gotten calls from like two or three of my friends, you know, like my age, maybe your age, whatever. Um, I'm just trying to make myself younger because I know you guys are a little bit younger than me. <laughs> and they, I've never gotten these calls before. And uh, they were, and, and these guys are all like highly successful, you know. And uh, this one guy's like, listen, he's like, we just have to get together. He's like, I just need to talk, just the pressures. Just, you know, like, I, I just think that there's so much going on post-COVID, um, you know, so much going on with work. Uh, but I've never gotten calls from friends around my age who are basically saying, hey, let's have a conversation. And, uh, and that's important. Yeah, it is important. Um, so, so, so I can't wait to... Uh, hang out with those guys and kind of just see, you know, see what, see what's going on. Um, it's just, honestly, like, even for me, I think with the kids being in college, you know, and, and the dog are home and, but just the, just the, the, just the financial pressures are, and aside from just, you know, the kids, you know, writing those checks, right. Which is insane. Um, just, it, it's, it's like a, a different level. It seems. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Uh, I'm trying to prepare for it. <laughs> I'm going to have three in college at the same time. So it's, yeah. uh, but you know, that as, as men, I think we're wired to uh, keep everything bottled up and not really talk about it. Um, and hopefully, you know, having this podcast and the, the, the dads that listen to us, um, they're encouraged to just pick up the phone and talk, you know, call one of their friends if they're, if they're, if they need to talk or if they're, if they're not feeling right, they just, you know, have a conversation, just to say, Hey dude, you, you got five minutes. We can talk, we can go grab a drink or something. I, I just got to get something off my chest. But mo most of the, most of the men are, are wired to just bottle up and stash it away. Yeah. And, and that becomes dangerous because, there's going to be one day that the one person that you come across is just going to rub you the wrong way or say something wrong. And, 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 and then that bottle cap's just going to come off and it's going to come all out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, I, I just, you know, I, I find it sort of interesting living in, uh, in, in this time, never in the history of man, uh, of man or woman, um, have we been so connected ever. And yet some of the people that I talk to just feel lonely or feel disconnected, right? Despite, you know, despite all of this and this and yeah, everything else, right? Um, it, it is important, I think, to get together. And it's uh, the human contact is wired in our DNA. And, and I, I could tell you that that this thing is probably rewired and it's rewiring our kids, the way they think, the way that they feel about themselves, the way they see themselves. And we're seeing it in the su suicide rates that, 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 in, you know, Instagram is contributing to, or Facebook or, you know, whatever, those studies are out there. They're well, well established. And we have to be careful not to abdicate parenthood to technology. We really have to be careful about that. Um, 
you know, we, we, we let our kids have iPhones, I think going into eighth grade, eighth grade, I think eighth grade, if not eighth grade, seventh grade. And they were the last kids in their class to get an, uh, you know, to get a mobile phone. I commend you. I fought with my wife like hell. And as soon as they graduated fifth grade, they got phones because that was, I mean, look, my wife was right. That was our way of staying in contact with our kids. But I'm going to tell you right now, my kids are not on social media. The most my kids have is YouTube. Yeah. They watch, they watch hair braiding videos, you know, uh, just five minute crafts and stuff like that. They don't have Facebook. They don't have Instagram. They don't have uh, Snapchat. They don't have any of that shit. And and they've asked in the past. And I said, no, there's no need for it. He folded like an accordion. Just, just so you guys know, you guys know that that TikTok, for example, TikTok in China, you're, TikTok in China and TikTok here are not the same TikToks, right? Yep. You guys know that? They, kids are not allowed to have the crap that we have here on TikTok. It's educational. It's, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it's sort of like what the rest of the world has when it comes to nutrition, except for the United States, right? Like, you know, you buy a bag of Doritos in the US, it's got like shit that a thesaurus can't even fucking find, right? And you go to London and you pick up a bag of Doritos like, oh, chips and uh, spices, you know? And, and in the fucking US, it's like, you, you need a fucking, like, I don't know. It's like Moby Dick. Right? It's it's funny you say that. My wife and I were having that conversation today. All the ingredients that are banned in other countries in the food, we allow here in the United States, which is mind-blowing. It's, mind -blowing. it's, it's crazy. It's not mind-blowing. It's not mind-blowing, Sal. It's, it's capitalism. It's capitalism. But they're making it for other countries. Just just sell the same shit here. Yeah, because because the FDA and Congress are bought by these companies here. So it's like, let's just sell them some shit. In Europe, they're like, are you fucking kidding me? You're not selling that shit here. That's not how we do it here. That's not how we do it. We have to, I think, stop believing this, uh, you know, our own myth and start looking at what's really impacting our lives individually and make individual decisions. It's everything we eat. I agree 100%. Stop, mm -hmm. stop, stop eating processed foods and relying on TikTok and YouTube to tell you how to live. That, that's, 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 that's exactly right. So if I could kill the, the deer in my backyard, I live off them because they fucking eat all my vegetables. All right. I mean, those are organic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the deer or the vegetables? <laughs> Literally, jalapenos, habaneros. I mean, everything I planted. Wait, the deer eat the habaneros? Yeah. Really? Everything. That's got to so pissed. That's got to hurt on the way out. Oof, I love habaneros. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow. So, Abe, as as raising our kids or as growing up, we 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 have family traditions are there any family traditions that that you had growing up that you would like to for your kids to pass on with their family um you, you know we we just did a lot of like with the kids um 
with the kids, we did a lot of traveling, like international traveling. So I would love for my kids to travel with their kids. I think you 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 know you you learn a lot um, through travel and stuff like that. Um, we we went to Canada a lot, uh, and and so like Montreal became a thing for us. Would love for the kids to go to Montreal. But interestingly, um, you know, I grew up in Patterson, and um, and I used to, and the, actually the kids were born in Patterson, so. I would take them to, you know, Nori's Syrian bakery and they've been going there for a long time. And it's funny because like, you know, like going through their teens, sometimes they would complain, blah, blah, blah. And then like the other day I see like Nicholas and Sophia, like, and their friends, they're like in Patterson eating some stuff, right? Like at some restaurant. I'm like, ah, I know what's happening here. So they're, they're kind of, you know, I, I, I think they're going to carry that on. But I think that, you know, our love of travel and certainly our love of um, good restaurants and food, um, uh, I, I, I know that that's impacted the kids and, and that they think about that a lot. Uh, and, and, and it's a, you know, it's, I think it's gone beyond a tradition. It's almost like embedded in our psyche. You know, like right now we're looking to travel with them. We're you were trying to set up a trip to either like Spain and Morocco or, you know, maybe Greece uh, in the summer. So very nice. Yeah. Let's, let's, let, let's see where, let's see where that one goes. All right. Hey, we're going to do the rapid fire round and we'll see how rapid this gets. Uh, favorite book. Favorite book. Wow. I don't have a favorite book to be honest with you. I, I really don't. Um, although I do have, uh, a bunch of books that I'm reading right now. So Uncommon Wrath. I, I've got like four books right here. <laughs> I don't I don't have a favorite book. No. I All really, right. Favorite food. Oh, um, uh, so you know, you guys know I grew up in Syria, right? So my favorite food is actually called um Yebra, which is um grape leaves, right? Stuffed grape leaves. But it's not like like the Greek ones where they're cold. Like you got to do them right. They got to be warm, soaked in lemon, and you know some some garlic. Um, but that Greek stuff is good, but not as good as this stuff. All right, I'll have to give it a try. Favorite yeah. sports team. Favorite sports team? Seeing Hall Pirates, baby. All right. Favorite dad moment. My favorite dad moment. So uh, speaking of travel, we were in Ireland. And um, uh, we, we were in Cork, Ireland, okay? And we were lost. And apparently we were on the wrong side of town, which we didn't know. We were on the wrong side of town. It looked perfectly normal. Uh, so the, there, there's a firehouse across the street. The guy comes out. Fire chief comes out. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what, 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 we're looking for the restaurant. He's like, there's no restaurant in this part of town. So he invited us into the firehouse and he showed us around and whatever. And then he's like, well, what time's your reservation? So we told him, he's like, how about we take you in the fire truck to the restaurant? Wow. That's freaking amazing. That was awesome. So the kids got into the, into the fire truck and they drove in the guy, you know, he drove us to the restaurant and that was super cool. That was a cool, really cool dad moment. That's awesome. Favorite vacation spot? Paris. Nice. 
any uh, spots you like in Paris specifically? Hotels, restaurants? Um, we, we like, there's a, um, a, a small street called Rue Claire. And it's it's off of the Eiffel Tower. It's not too touristy. In fact, it may not be touristy at all. Um, and there's like one baguette place, one cheese place, and one meat place. And there's like a couple of um, uh, boutique hotels. And that's it. It's literally like one or two blocks. So you go to the cheese shop. You, you go to the bread shop. You go to the meat shop. And you literally sit on the floor and eat. And it was awesome. It's just that's awesome. awesome. All right, I'm gonna throw in a new one. Favorite cheese? Oh, favorite cheese. I gotta go with the Manchego, man. The the the, the, the yeah, the, the Manchego, and it depends on how it's made. So you know, the three months obviously is you know the cheapest, right? But um, but anything after three months will 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 tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> I love, we love Manchego. <laughs> All right, best dad joke. Oh, I don't, I don't really have like, oh my, I, I have to tell you, I, I come up with dad jokes, but I don't have them like stored in my hard drive, but I have tons of them. <laughs> like they just come up randomly and they're different. I just don't store them. They're not stored in your database. I, I, oh, <laughs> did you look that up? Because there's no way you did that on the fly. Did you just come up with that? Did you just come up with that? No, I've heard that one in the past. Oh, <laughs> you, you, you should have probably just taken credit for it. Yeah, I should have. I should have. But somebody would have called me out on it. So that's right. That's what social media is for. This is true. The fact checkers. That's it. That was good. So, Abe, if our listeners needed your services as a marketing consultant, where could they find you? So they can go to verisony.com. And, uh, or they could find me on LinkedIn, um, or they can Google me. Um, but verisony.com is our website. And if anybody needs help on the marketing side, hit us up because I've got a lot of college bills to pay people (laughs) out here. I know you guys are laughing, but you ain't going to be laughing in a few years. You ain't going to be laughing. Yeah. Back on this episode and someone's going to be like, Abe, you got to help me out. <laughs> going to be calling you up asking for side hustles. Oh, my God. It's brutal. So last question we ask all our fathers. If you can impart a word of wisdom to our fathers, whether expecting new fathers or seasoned fathers, what would it be? I think just be kind to yourself. I think be kind to yourself. We're all going to make mistakes. I mean, jeez. Uh, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's very easy again, I think because of the books and social media and all this other stuff to get enamored with these alternate realities, but the reality that you live is, is your reality. And I think you have to, you know, be kind and compassionate to yourself, um, along your journey. And yeah, that's, that's what I got. Thank you. That that's, uh, definitely, you know, we definitely make mistakes. Don't be afraid to own the mistake. I tell my kids that all the time. You make a mistake, own it, and then push push past it. You yeah. know, make, make that a learning, uh, a, a learning, a lessons learned. You know, you, you took, you did this, and that went wrong. Now, let's let's figure something else out. And you go the other direction. Exactly. Exactly. But Abe, um, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure having you. Um, we're looking forward to uh, your book. Let us uh, looking forward to when it releases. Uh, I, I'm, I would like an, a signed copy, if possible, if you, if you can make those arrangements. 
Well, I could. I'll send you a link. Nineteen ninety-five. Remember, we still, to, <laughs> we still have to pay for college. Right? So, nineteen ninety-five. I'll send you. But for twenty-one ninety-five, I'll sign it for you. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Listen, it's it's an honor to be with you guys. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.